Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the many, many blessings you've poured upon us all day. And now the blessed opportunity to give back into your word. Help all of us to open up and receive what you want us to receive and, and apply it in a proper way. Thank you all so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Title of this one is Walk with the Wise. It's important for us, especially when we are very young or when we're dealing with our children, is to be careful with who we associate with. Because those whom we associate with can affect our attitudes and our behaviors. We can get drawn in by some of the behaviors that wouldn't be very good for us. And in that, we've got to be careful with who we do associate with. They say in the business world that where you will be in a few years of your progress depends on what you read and who you associate with. So the information that you take in is very important, which we know we need to continually study the Word. And then always to be careful who you associate with. In Proverbs, we see in chapter 1, King Solomon writing the Proverbs and focusing on his offspring, his children. And we can learn from this as well in our life, our attitudes, our behaviors, our guidance, and what we teach our children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren as well. As we see in Proverbs Chapter 1, it reads, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know, whom, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. That's the key. That's the theme of the Proverbs, is to know understanding, know truth, know wisdom, know what is right, what is wrong. A guideline to us in our behavior is to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, which are two very important, important things, knowledge and discretion. You must be discreet. You must be able to make decisions correctly. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, if you want to be wise, and if you start out with a little bit of wisdom given to you by the Lord, then you are hungry for understanding. You are hungry for wisdom. Wisdom that comes from the Lord. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. There again, unto wise counsels. Who are you listening to? Like we see... Referred to in the scriptures when Paul was writing to his protégés is considered a source. Where did it come from? What are you learning? What are you taking in? What are you reading? To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We see a lot of that. They don't want to be instructed. They don't want to be guided. They want to determine what is right and wrong for themselves. They don't want to refer to the will of the Lord. 
But as he clearly puts there, the fear of the Lord, that's a reverent fear as well as a fear of accountability, is the beginning of knowledge. That's the beginning of your understanding, the beginning of your wisdom, the beginning of really knowing what is right, what is wrong, what is real, what is false. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Children reach a point where they begin to resist anything their parents tell them. They get in their minds the thought that they are smarter than their parents, that they don't want to hear it anymore, that they have matured to the point where, oh, you're old-fashioned, oh, you don't know what things are like these days, you're out of touch with reality, and I mean all this attitude that but you've got to listen up. You've got to really hear. You, your, your parents have gone through things that you haven't. They have experiences that they can relate to. They have wisdom given to them by God when they are God-fearing people. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Now, this chains about thy neck is not a dog leash to jerk you around and to hold you down. No, this change is talking about gold chains, adornment. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. The lure of the world, the lure of the sinners out there is great. It's a strong force. It says, consent thou not. If they say, come with us and let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse." My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Reframe thy foot from their path. You wouldn't think this would be a problem, but it is a problem. The lure of easy money, the lure of riches, when you see so much of it out there and you haven't got it yet and you're tempted to tie in with a gang or a group and go steal stuff, and we see this on the increase, definitely. But their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They alert privily for their own lives. So are the ways of every one that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. It's a pathway to destruction. These people that want this easy gain, to take it away from somebody else, they think that as long as they can get away with it, there's never going to be any accountability if they don't get arrested, or if they even these days, if they get arrested, they're released within a few hours, that they just go out and do it again. Get others, team up, go in in gangs. And, I mean, it, it's terrible, the increase in this country and around the world. His wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. 
in the openings of the gates in the city, she uttereth her word, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. The wisdom and understanding of the Lord is proclaimed all around us in His creation. But yet people close their eyes to it. They willingly are ignorant, as it says in Peter. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. This is Solomon talking to his children and us that we can use. It's like, listen up, I've got something that can really benefit you. Verse 24, Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Like you don't listen up and then you get in trouble. You expect them to come to your assistance and, and help you out when you brought it upon yourself. That's what he's speaking of. He says, you don't listen to my words and you get in trouble and I'm just going to laugh at you. He says, you didn't pay attention. You didn't yield to my guidance. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quite Fear from fear of evil. Quiet from fear. They won't fear evil if you trust in the Lord. Because this overflows into not just Solomon, but our relationship with the Lord. The Lord has told us. The Lord has instructed us. He's given us His Word, His guidelines, how we're supposed to behave. And when we disobey, when we go against the will of the Lord, and then when we are in trouble and we're in that hard situation that we brought upon ourselves then suddenly we want to turn to the lord and say lord what happened you know why did this happen to me well you brought it upon yourself but if you trust in the lord if you yield to the lord if you follow the guidance of the lord the wisdom of the lord the direction of the holy ghost then you're going to be at peace then you're not going to have to fear evil in proverbs 13 verse 20 he that walketh with the wise men shall be wise but a Companion of fools shall be destroyed. We need to always stay with the wise. The wise are those that have been taught by the Lord. That's who we got to know. Have they been taught by the Lord or have they been taught by the world? Have they got a bunch of degrees of man's approval or have they got a degree of approval from the Lord? That's the difference. Wisdom that comes from the Lord that is what's most important to have. In Psalms 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And that's one of the defining things when you're dealing with anyone that you want to learn from. Do they acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? If they do not, 
What does it say? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. If they deny Jesus Christ, they're a fool. That's not somebody you want to learn from. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. There are people that we can reach, that we can witness to, that we can help come to the Lord. And then the Lord can train them and teach them, give them wisdom that then they in turn can share with others. But it's very important that we only listen to those that are God-fearing people that trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There are so many colleges out there, there are so many schools out there, and the teachers and the professors and so forth that are ungodly people, that are anti-Christ, that deny God. And clearly, we see what the Word of God says about them. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Plain and simple. It's that simple. It's that cut and dry. Black and white. One way or the other. There's only two ways. You're either Christian or you're Antichrist. Period. Don't listen to any of the Antichrist. Don't follow the teachings, the guidance, the so-called wisdom or understanding from anybody that is ungodly. It's worthless. As simple as that. They are, as it says, corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. So why would you devote yourself to follow and be taught by somebody who is ungodly that is a fool? A fool cannot teach you anything except what is wrong and what not to do if you're going to look at them in that way. In 2 Corinthians... 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it's an interesting one I've used here recently as well, about being unequally yoked. Most of the time it's used in reference to marriages and relationship in that way. But in this sense here, we're talking about in your association, whether it's in your, your training and your schooling or in your business or in your recreation as well. In the association that you have with someone else, could be applied to this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, picking it up in verse 14, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't be teamed up with unbelievers, because it's going to cost you. You're going to suffer. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Like, how can you have anything in relation with them, any connection with them, or anything in common with them? If you do, then you ought to really take a close look at that. Is that something I want to have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. We become a temple, a dwelling place of God. When we become born-again Christians, the Holy Ghost comes into us. Therefore, we are a temple. And where you take that temple is important. What you do with that temple is going to be held accountable. You need to take care of that temple. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Wherefore, come out from among them 
and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That family connection. We need to always be interested in pleasing our Father. To always bring honor and glory to Him. To always stay within His will. That should be our goal. The world would have us be ourselves, as it says, and to achieve what we desire of ourselves, to be something that we want to be, and it's all selfishness. It's we, 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 me, I, I, know. Thy will be done, Lord, not my will be done. When we come to the Lord, we need to say, here I am, I'm a hunk of clay. Mold me into whatever you would have me to be. And a hunk of clay is malleable. You can mold it. Don't come to the Lord as a a chiseled out hard piece of stone or a tempered piece of steel. Say, here I am, Lord, use me. I'm hard and ready to go to work. No, he'll melt you down and start over. You don't come to him saying, here I am, I'm complete, put me to work, because this is what I have built. I, I, I again. Selfishness. Got to stay away from that. And the whole relationship with others as well. Because they can mold you. When you associate with others, they affect your attitude. They affect your beliefs. They affect even your trust in the Word of God and in the Lord. And when you listen to the false teachers and the false preachers and the professors and so-called wise people of the world, you're going to be in trouble. Because what does it say over there in Romans chapter 1? Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And that's the difference. Are you professing yourself to be wise? Or are you displaying the wisdom that God has given you and not trying to take credit for it yourself? Saying, oh, look how wise I am. I'm so smart, so intelligent. I have read everything in the Word of God multiple times and try to impress people. You just blew it. No matter how many times you read it until the Lord gives you the understanding of it, you're just reading words. There are people out there that are even in schools that teach the Bible as a historical document, but don't even believe anything they're reading other than the historical references in the Word. They know that, but they haven't really received it into their heart yet. We got to know that our relationship with Jesus Christ needs to be fine-tuned by yielding to Him, submitting ourselves completely to God, and being molded by Him and only by Him, not by the ungodly that we associate with. That's why it's so important that we come out from among them. In Proverbs thirteen twenty again, He that walketh with the wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Simple. And that's the way it is. And we've got to understand that and really yield to the will of the Lord in our lives and pay attention when He gives us some guidelines. And I mean, there's so many that He has provided us with and in His Word. It's amazing. Over in Ephesians chapter 4, we'll turn over there. In Ephesians chapter 4, picking it up in verse 17. 
This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Vanity of their mind. That means worthless, fleeting away, decaying, rotting, vanity. It's something that is just here and gone. And that's what the world has available. That's what, where he's referring to here as other Gentiles, he meaning ungodly folks. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. The blindness of their hearts. And this ignorance is a willing ignorance. They turn away from the Lord. They willfully hold that bag down over their head so they can't see anything from the Lord. And it's in their hearts, not just in their eyes or their mind, who being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. Through Jesus Christ, through the example Jesus Christ gave us, that is what we need to stand on. We have learned directly from the Holy Ghost. When we trust Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the Holy Ghost comes into us and starts teaching us. And it's our responsibility to always listen to that and always to continue to grow, always to have a burning desire to continue to study His Word. If so be that ye have heard Him, who? Jesus Christ. And have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus. Who you've been taught by? Some great professor someplace that has a bunch of plaques on the wall? Or Jesus Christ? That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. See, that's one of the things we need to do. Let go of the old, become the new. Mortify, it means kill off the flesh, rise up the spirit. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's where it starts. The spirit of our mind. When we trust in the Lord, the Holy Ghost comes into us, brings us alive again spiritually, and begins a communion with us, and teaches us in our spirit. And when we truly are attentive to that, we have a new mind, which is a whole different focus of our goals in life. When we become born again, it's no longer what I want. I, 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 I. It's what does the Lord want me to do? You follow that. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. No, after God. God creates that within us. Wherefore, putting away lying... Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. It doesn't say don't be angry. You can be angry, you can have those emotions, but what do you do with those? It says sin not. So easy to get mad and just strike out. Not supposed to strike out. Okay, get mad, but deal with it properly. Lift it up, give it to the Lord. Neither give place to the devil. Because see, when you strike out in anger, like the world does, all about payback, then you've given place for the devil. 
You've allowed him to rise up in you. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. This is speaking about when we have had things of our past that we have done wrong, then when we become born-again Christian, that opens doors of opportunity for us to right the wrongs that we have once done. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Lift each other up. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. How do you grieve the Holy Ghost? By ignoring Him. By doing the opposite thing He's telling you. So don't ignore Him. Pay attention and be obedient to what He's guiding you. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That malice is... The key there, especially when you're talking about the anger here. Malicious anger is a a sin. You're not supposed to do such a thing. Because malice or maliciousness is intent to do harm. When you have an intent to do harm to someone in whatever area it may be, whether you speak or whether you actually strike out at someone, that's maliciousness. It shouldn't be there. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted and forgiving one another, even as Christ, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That forgiveness is so important. We must always be forgiving. We were studying earlier about Paul in the book of Acts, how he hadn't forgiven Mark for not going with them on a mission's meeting, I mean, on a missions journey. He got mad at him. He was holding a grudge. Shouldn't be that way. Paul was still growing. Gave us an example that even the great Paul, that we're reading one of his books right now, the letter to the Ephesians. He grew and matured just as we can grow and mature. So when the devil tries to bring up things in your past and try to keep you down with them now, let it go. Wash it away with the blood of Jesus Christ. Ask forgiveness for it. Move forward. Don't let the past keep you from your future. In chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. That's one of the key things. When we truly follow Him as dear children, yielding, submissive, that's the difference. When We need to truly yield completely to the Lord. Jump on over to verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. A lot of us need to be awakened. Every once in a while, the Lord will give us an attitude adjustment. He'll slap us upside the head and say, Wake up, boy. Wake up, girl. i got something for you to do. And that slap upside the head sometimes hurts. Gets our attention. Gets us back on pathway. If we stay awake, then we don't have to go through that suffering of that awakening. So stay awake so you don't get those slaps upside the head to get your attitude right now and then. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. 
See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is, not our will, but his will. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to get it right. We need to keep it right. We need to confess our sins to the Lord, get it washed in the blood, stay on the straight and narrow. Forgive others, and He'll forgive us. Don't associate with the ungodly. Stick with the godly. Don't learn from the ungodly, the ungodly ways. Learn from the wise, the words of wisdom from the Lord. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Simple as that. Walk with the wise. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. All the guidance that we need, we can find in your word and by listening to the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Help us to truly all listen up and to be obedient to that and to get ourselves out of the way and let you come forward, to get our own will out of the way and let your will be done in our lives. We thank you oh so much for the guidance. We thank you oh so much for your mercy and your grace that you pour upon us even when we continually mess up and do things wrong. You're still graciously allowing us to have another opportunity of forgiveness and to come to you and get it right. Help us all do that very thing. Get it right and keep it right and walk with the wise. Thank you so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Would please stand.